Ozil was driving by, and he he's driving down the road, and he sees a deer that has already been hit by a car laying in the ditch. And he got out, and he took out his his shotgun, and he he finished off the deer. Okay, that's all he did. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Wiebe. Brian Shesko. Gentlemen, I want to start our show. Before we get into our recap of uh, game week or match week nine in the Premier League. Coming to you live from Smith Residence Alpha. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Look, there might now, be wh- a few extra creaky chairs because we're not in the studio like normally, but... We had to call an audible tonight, and uh, I appreciate you guys uh, making that happen. What were you saying, Scott? It's a beautiful thing about modern podcasting. You can pretty much do it from anywhere. This is true. You Sometimes you just get a little maybe extra echoes, yeah, maybe it's... some creaks, maybe some taps on the table, coffee yeah. mugs jingling around. It's better if you have carpeted rooms. It's true. Carpeted floors are better than carpeted walls, but yeah, that's anyway, right. that's beside the point. So you were um, saying? Yeah, before we get into our, our, our recap of Game Week 9... I have to share something with not just you guys, but everyone that's listening to this. I am a, I run a corporate training department by, by occupation. That's my full time occupation. So I am regularly making presentations to groups of people. Right. And one of the things, one of the mottos as a presenter that I live by is that I, it helps me to know that you know that I know. Let me explain. Let's say there's a day where I'm headed out to work and I'm a big coffee drinker as we all know and let's say I spill a little bit on myself right it's too late to go home and change sure. so I got coffee on my shirt okay it's it happens sometimes dork it happens sometimes <laughs> to all of us so let's say I'm going to go present in front of a group of people sure it helps me to acknowledge my coffee stain right. on my shirt before someone else can point it out to That's me right. it helps me to know that you know yep that I know. Sure. So I feel like I need to do that now for the people who are listening at home to our podcast. Uh, sure. I, I think that's a great idea. We should call this something because you have done this sort of intro at least once before, and I don't remember why. Have Probably, I? This it, is This is completely creative and unique yeah, I think and you original. Have. No, 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 I've never I, done I think this Ryan's going to back me on this. But but it's still legit. Continue, continue your point. Because I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Listen, there might have been people before who didn't hear. I mean, this. Oh, this, we're getting new listeners all the time. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's excellent. So, last few shows, there's this thing that happens during our podcast, and our guess is that it's due to a faulty microphone. Faulty mic or a weird something going on, electromagnetic field. I don't know. Mm, as my I son that's says, that's always a good thing to blame it on. Yeah, my sure. four year old son says, force field. Yeah. And that yeah. means you can't get him. That's right. Uh, <laughs> It's something that has to do probably with Brian's microphone. He broke it It always somehow. seems to happen when yeah. Brian's talking. Absolutely. Man, that's so dumb. <laughs> anyway, I just want to point that out because for the people who are listening to the show, in case it happens another couple of times during this podcast, sure. it's going to help me to know that they that, know. That someone knows. That we know. That's right. And we're going to work on it. We're going to fix it. In the meantime, if it happens. Bear with us. We're working us. it out. Hopefully getting new mics that all our sponsors are sending us. It's and not serial. It's not like the top podcast on in the universe. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I'm just saying, as like it's like semi-pro. Oh, okay. It's it's an amateur. 
Like Brian, every day is the Super Bowl, bro. I, I every get that. Time I understand that you 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 dress for the job you want, you want. not right. the one that you have. <laughs> I get the I get the concept. What I'm saying is, how does that work if the podcast is <laughs> town? Uh, uh, well, in that case, I guess you just go back to the toilet. <laughs> What? I don't know where. Well, let's get to the matches. Why are we talking about All right, about fine. On to the matches. Hey, now everyone knows. That's right. And week I feel nine. better. I can focus on game week nine now. Let's do it. By game week this. nine. Oh, oh, an amazing week. An amazing week. Brian is ready. He's gonna, You're going to carry this show, Brian. Oh, my gosh. There's so many things to talk about, and we have less than 55 minutes to do it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We We're never, gonna, hey, listen. No. <laughs> I'm putting restrictions on this pod. We are going fast and furious. Eat it, Vin Diesel. Listen, I think the public is crying out for another 100-minute show from us. Well, uh, I, When I said cereal, I meant, the, I meant cereal like killer. Right. Well, we know. <laughs> not like breakfast. Although we can talk about breakfast cereal. You brought breakfast yes, cereal we can. <laughs> to our podcast. Well, hey, not today, but we will discuss cereals and favorite cereals and or rankings. Maybe we should rank cereals. On to the matches. We'll start with the shock of the weekend. Huddersfield 2, Manchester United 1. Aaron Moy and Laurent de Poitre. De Poitre. Did I spill that out of my mouth? Yeah. Closely now. De Poitre. Scoring for Huddersfield, Marcus Rashford could not do enough. Have we done a how to say on that? Three uh, points. We've, had, we've mentioned him once before. Mounier uh, several we weeks ago. Credit to, but not De Poitre. Okay. Uh, this is where, Dave, you're demanding an apology from Scott to the Huddersfield um, Terriers for doubting them. Well, sort of. Yeah, sort of, because rightly so. You Listen, you have mocked sort of Huddersfield's results up to this point in the season because their defenders are higher up there. They haven't been scoring many goals, but they've been getting some clean sheets and some draws. And we've been saying, well, finally, their schedule is going to get tougher. And Scott, you have been championing the fact, and, may, and you're probably right, that they are going to get relegated. But I'm not sure they're ready to go yet, and they don't know it. Scott Huddersfield, Town Terriers, what gives? So first of all, I don't mock. I provide critical journalistic analysis <laughs> all right of of what i see and what i think i'm going to see and first like of all let me just say mocking. that nothing about this result makes sense not a thing about it makes sense magical magical uh, occurrence in the premier league uh in in premier league uh, lore but you know what it doesn't make any sense now with that said all right you you're pointing out i've been critical about the upcoming fixtures Here's what I would say to this. Wonderful result. Doesn't change a thing about fantasy. So I'm looking at the highest rated defender That's, for It doesn't for change a thing right about Huddersfield fantasy. Correct. Okay. Highest scoring defender right now, Chris Lu. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 6666 is how he started the season. Yeah, then 26. Yeah. And then when we said it was going to get rough was game week 7. Yeah. 0-1 and he only scored 2. Okay. That goal to Rashford took away any fantasy significance. The overall result was amazing. We could all enjoy it. But in terms of fantasy analysis, I'm still right. I'm still right. I'm sorry, but I'm still right. Because two okay. points for their defenders. That's Aaron Moy is a what if solid. If they held a midfielder. clean sheet, would you have felt differently? If they'd held a clean sheet, I would not be saying this okay. so confidently right, tonight. That's fair. <laughs> now, the good news for Huddersfield is they get to play Liverpool next week. <laughs> Right. Just Welcome kidding. to the There's league. Jokes, jokes, jokes there. No, seriously, 
I, I wouldn't expect him to hold a clean sheet against Liverpool either. Um, after that, they get West Brom. That could be a clean sheet. And then they're at Bournemouth and then City. Obviously, they're not holding it. None of those sheet. are. I'm, can I? I'll make a bet. None of those will be clean sheets. None of those next three, four matches Man, will be clean sheets. You're probably right. I would love to take West Brom, though. A home game, West Brom. No. West Brom has a goal-scoring ability of West Brom, which I'll be in. Okay, I mean, let's right. be honest. That is the ultimate in circular reasoning. The one guy who you could make an argument for is Aaron Moy, but then you look at his score overall for the season, and you have to say, no. No, no, no. Huddersfield no. doesn't have it. Listen, let's... No one's opinions in fantasy are changing on this game. You're right. Magical You're to- result. Totally right about that. Doesn't change. We're anything. just talking about the old realm of not fantasy, but real soccer, real football that was played. Hey, how about Jose Mourinho? I loved his post game response when asked about the result. It was the most honest I've ever seen him. Basically, he said the best team won, right? He did. He did. He said for he, for this day. I'm pretty sure he saw. He said like their desire. Was never has never been. Less. You could see early in the match. I think one of the things he said you could see right away in the first few minutes of like, the match who won. He was more. so he wasn't necessarily throwing his team under the bus. I he literally he looked just completely dumbfounded. Like yeah. I don't know what just happened here. My tactics were were good. My lineup was good, and my players did, just pooped on me. Jose I mean, Mourinho looks at the schedule and he tries to figure out how many points he can figure on getting from every match. Oh, this is points lost big time. Absolutely. You, you just you just earned a draw at Liverpool. Successful nil-nil draw in his mind. Yep. On your on your chase for the title, then you then you lose at Huddersfield. That yep. doesn't even make any sense. Nope. Yeah, I, that the dumbfoundedness is is legitimate. Nothing changes about anyone on Manchester United except <laughs> Rain Phil Jones. Bloody hell, Phil, Phil Jones. Jones. It's so funny because it's funny because this weekend I had I was I was thinking I actually I actually sent it. You believe this or not? I could I could show you the email to prove it. <laughs> prior to the prior to the deadline, the, you know, fantasy Premier League just on the Premier League site they do their you know they just do like their game tracker. You know they have that kind of a chat a little bit ahead yeah, sure. of ahead of the match. And so I sent as a question to. FPL just to just out of curiosity to get a thought to them. I said, "How many more times can Phil Jones have an have an injury looking non injury? How many more weeks can oh, this, this guy can I this guy this. go on with an ankle with something that he that the whole week he's a doubt, and then he ends up playing ninety minutes? Well, he made it twenty two minutes oh, today, and this is and this was this it. was the time." Now, today was it was uh, that was the big question. Today was, you know, is this an issue that's going to be ongoing? Fears were eased because as soon as they saw him get on the plane for the you know prior to the uh, to their cup match today, it so, doesn't make any sense. Did he there play is, in the cup? Did he play in the? He cup was match on today? the bench. Okay. He did not. He, There's no color in his name for weeks. He's played. And he's had a knock, 75, 50% chance of playing. He goes off after 22 minutes, and I'm looking at it right now. There's no injury right. status it's, next it's to his an, name. Officially, it's an injury to his quad. He he said that he felt it in his quadriceps. He punched the ground, you, if you saw yeah. that. He yeah. was furious whenever. And to me, I mean, that I, I don't know if that's the punch of a guy who can sense 
the the slight grasp that he has on a starting position, uh, yeah, or if it's the frustration of the injury finally got him. But either way, I mean, I don't know how many more times this guy can do it. And that's been the that's been the thing with him from the start of the season is Mourinho likes him. He's going to be in there if he's healthy. Well, now he's starting to slip. I, I don't care. I just care. wonder how much longer this is going to last. I don't care if he scores 200 more points the rest of the season. I'm sick of this. I'm absolutely sick of this. Phil Jones, I'm going to, listen, we're going to do a pod during the next, the November international break. And heretofore, I would like to put in a request that from now on, when we talk about the injury protocol that doesn't exist, but that we're going to put into place for the sure. FPL. That we name it the Phil Jones Injury Protocol. Okay. Because yeah. this is ridiculous. It's so funny because there's another injury that we can talk about later that is going to make you furious. But, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, I, overall, I mean, I, mean I, I know that we've talked about this already. I don't know how much more Manchester United can do this without Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba... Well, I tell you, Brian, we're about to find out. Because the latest news... On Paul Pogba, not to jump way into the... I mean, we are going to... This is a bit of an ongoing injury roundup throughout the entire okay. throughout the entire day. But the, as of two days ago, reports were coming from the Daily Star, take, for, take that as you will, hmm. that the hope is that Pogba returns to full training sometime next month, targeting a, a return to the lineup sometime in December... They have got to be doing... I mean, you'd think that at this point they are desperate to have him back at all. But December 10th, Manchester City, if he's not back in there for that match, I mean, I feel like that's... Uh, that's crazy. That might be the thing that pushes it, Mourinho over the isn't edge. Isn't it interesting? Because we, I feel like last year we, it, we felt... We, we probably would have discussed that it was almost... Like, they wouldn't have noticed if he wasn't in the lineup. Like, what was he actually bringing? And now it's like... Where is he? He needs to come back. Well, to save look the at team, what happened. Sort of. So Lukaku saves everybody's bacon with an assist. Right, right. Lukaku had two shots in the match. Yeah, two shots against Huddersfield. Yeah. Now Huddersfield is in the top ten for shots, uh, shots allowed per game. So, okay. so defensively, even though that, like, even though the returns aren't great, they 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 are tight. I mean, yeah. they're not they're not getting. It just doesn't seem like a defense in a team that's going to... I mean, they got to park the bus like a lot of other bad sure. teams. Lukaku had three touches total for the day in the inside the 18-yard box. How does that happen? For Romelu Lukaku against Huddersfield. Mkhitaryan. Henrik Mkhitaryan. Who was on fire. Welcome to permanently disabled list. You are not in rosters anymore. People are... The, the fire sale continues on Henrik Mkhitaryan... He's already down, I think, to eight point three, which is which is down a lot. I mean, he was up to what eight point six, maybe. How is this relevant peak? to that bet? Didn't Scott and I have a bet, Mctarian versus Pogba? The Mctarian Pogba bet was you versus the league that Pogba would outscore Mctarian in matches played. In matches that they both played. Mm -hmm. Which, as soon as Pogba got injured, that kind of made that bet really. So dumb. it's almost like when Pogba got injured. Mctarian got injured too. <laughs> Mctarian only made it to halftime this week, and his minutes have declined every week since week five against Everton, when he had a goal and a yeah. clean wow. sheet point wow, wow, wow. too. But either way, I mean, it's it's crushing. It seems like it's crushing everyone. And then when you add in Eric Bailly, who might be back this week, I'm sure we'll find out in the injury protocol that goes through the league. I'm sure the Phil Jones will injury address protocol? that clearly and directly. <laughs> 
Now you got Phil Jones injured. I mean, this is and Fellaini. You know, who would have thought that Marilyn Fellaini is gonna like his absence would would have impact? Well, it, it impacts now because everyone's hurt. Yeah. So they are gonna get Marcus Rojo back, maybe sometime after the next international. The crazy break. thing about Phil Jones, he is fourth in overall defending uh, defender scoring. Yeah, Boy, but how many how many people have capitalized on all those points? Because you never know when he's going to play. Well, That's the thing; he's got I the said, points in the bank. I but said last pod, he has played regardless of what the injury protocol has said. He has played every week, and even you know this week it got you right because he played twenty two minutes. So you got one point. So I have put him on my bench him. the last two weeks because he was not going to play. I put him in my lineup because I said middle fingers, f it, I don't care. Sure. I think and what happens? I think you're a little sour because you got you you jinxed him like the one time. They, <laughs> one time. I'm not you, Dave. I'm not. I don't jinx players. I don't know. Maybe the tide has turned. You can't. You can't blame injuries. Injuries can happen anytime. That could he happen was, to any of us sitting yeah. right here right now. That's I right. do have a little bit of a grind pull I'm working through. Hey, why is Aaron Moy's ownership eight point three percent? That seems really high. For a guy that's had like twos and ones all season. A lot long. of people in Huddersfield play fantasy. I'm and they really saying, like. Him. I just think that's high. Especially for guys in that range. He's the he's the best player on a lower half club. Yeah, but I mean, all right. I hear cheap, you. I, I hear you, but but I'd rather have Decore at at five point four. Right. You'd rather have a lot of other guys. Pascal Gross. You'd rather have Shupo Moding. You'd rather have. You, yeah. I, I don't. Absolutely. Th- I don't. Th- I feel like it's not terribly stop. far away from even Richarlison. Yeah. Even now, with Richarlison being up a lot. Either the, way. The last thing I have in this match. Mm-hmm. David Wagner. For U.S. men's national team. Okay. David Wagner would be a really great manager during matches for the U.S. men's national team. You don't know He this would not be great for everything else you have to do as a national team Get manager. someone else to do all the other stuff. You guys should talk <laughs> about this happen. on our pod special, After right. Pod. That's right. Fair enough. Our After Pod. Man City 3, Burnley nil. Uh, welcome back, Sergio Aguero. You score on a penalty kick. Otamendi and Leroy Sané put in the rest. Sané also with an assist. Pep is going to pep. That's that's what we know. No Jesus. No not, not, Sterling. Not to the last, what, 14 minutes for Jesus? Sterling, Sterling an unused sub, which which bombed everybody. Jesus off the bench for several minutes. That's what you get, right? Uh, Nick Pope with a great save on a Jesus attempt. It could have saved good. it. It could have saved it for everyone. Here's the thing. I know here, that's not the story here. No, but, but Nick Pope. <laughs> he looks good. Had hey, seven saves. Yeah. And he is still less than 1% owned as of this recording of this what? podcast with a whole bunch of favorable fixtures, at least through the middle of December, and Tom Heaton nowhere in sight. All right, let me ask you this. Pope I still Pope. have. You said this last week. I have Pickford on my bench. Yeah. Because I was, I mean, he's a good goalkeeper, but he's not a bad club right now, and there's obviously turmoil at Everton. Do I sell Pickford for Pope with the Man. fixtures coming up? I well, might do it. I might do it just until you see what happens with new with new look Everton, new man. Yeah, let me let me let me just say one thing. I I learned, I realized as I was watching Nick Pope make amazing save after amazing save is that if you're a goalkeeper playing against Manchester City, you can't lose because either you're going to look amazing right. with all the shots you're going to face and make saves, or you're going to give up a lot of goals and it's you're going to win the Brad Guzan it, award for exactly, courage from us. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and I think this is a good time to give Nick Pope the Brad Guzan <laughs> award for courage because he had seven saves and still allowed three goals. Mm-hmm. And for those mm-hmm. of you who aren't familiar with the Brad Guzan uh, award for courage, 
there was a game years ago where he saved 15 15 saves and yet allowed eight goals in one match against Amazing. Chelsea. The fish was this big, Brian. Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the story of this match is Wolverhampton Wanderers today. <laughs> so here's why I say that. So going into this match, Sterling had started a lot of matches consecutively. Yep. Sané was starting again. Jesus was first choice striker, especially while Aguero was out, but yep. they were playing together at least. Mm-hmm. Even if Jesus was being subbed, we knew that. Correct. So Sterling, Sterling bench, Jesus comes in off the bench for a minute. The Carabao Cup lineup today strong. was strong, uh, but with Sterling in, both Jesus and Aguero... De Bruyne and Sané on the bench. David Silva not even in the squad. Wow. Who's the safest guys here? Silva and De Bruyne still. Sané is a late sub in this match. Mm-hmm. Jesus comes out for De Bruyne late on. Yeah. Aguero played the entire time. Wow. So two weeks ago... Gabriel Jesus was transferred in nearly 450,000 times. So nearly like pushing half a million transfers in two weeks ago. Crazy. This week, Jesus is is the top transfer out to over 250,000 transfers. That's too reactionary, right? Yes. I think Jesus, based on usage today, could be the safest of all the city players this weekend. Absolutely. And Sterling. Aguero played but both segments sh- of extra time. He kicked the winning penalty. Yeah. I, I, I listen, I know. It's so hard, right? I know. I'm just saying, I think it's really reactionary that all of a sudden now you're just going to, like, as though he, as though this, the, the rotation is settled this week, that everyone's jumping back on Aguero and dumping Jesus. Everyone's dumping Lukaku this week to go to Aguero. Everyone is dropping the higher price guys. Harry Kane is one of the top, has been transferred out tens of thousands After of times. This weekend? This week. So it was either right when the match week started, maybe prior to Sunday, that a bunch of people were bailing on him to go get City guys. And I feel like that doesn't make any you sense. You probably made a mistake. Absolutely. Kane sellers. <laughs> Kane anyway, all I'm saying that sounds is. Like, sounds like a curse. All word. I'm saying is this weekend. Given given what was going on, I just think this this could be uh, this could be Jesus's weekend. City's defense seems seems to have tightened up a little bit. It was, it, that was my concern early in the year was was there how, how was their defense? And, and I know like look sometimes we were like oh they're horrible, sometimes they're good. At least I am. You guys aren't saying that, Scott. You got on me a few weeks ago for saying that. Hey, you know, last week you were saying pick them up, and now you're saying sell them. I did. I'm sorry well, about that. But I was just. I, and then I clarified and said, no, look, I'd ra- just rather have three offensive players. But City's defenders have been have been pretty good. Ote yeah, Mendy, Otamendi's now, granted, number one. Mendy, now granted, he had 15 points this past week, right? Yeah. But Which I earned in our draft league. Oh, pretty pumped about that. Very nice for you. Thank you. Bottom line is he now is a top defender. So anyways, goals for defenders are almost impossible to predict. But he, that will keep him up there for a while. And... If you played him like Scott did in draft, then you got those points. Don't worry, though. I also started Jesus. 
I want to uh, I want to give out my manager quote of the week here actually because there's something Sean Dyche said post match oh. that I really appreciated. Love Sean Dyche. Uh, Sean Dyche. This could be slightly controversial, but I do believe that City's first goal in this match was on the uh, on the back of a <laughs> penalty that oh. Bernardo picked up, and so uh, it, it was one of those where there was potentially at best he did slight contact from nick pope at best some slight contact from he nick did pope. not get retroactively disciplined just saying and then bernardo did the whole hands up in the air like flop, obvious. like complete yeah, sure. flop down to the ground to sure. draw attention to what might have at best been slight contact from sure. nick pope have i made my i think you opinion have. clear you have here's what sean dyche had to say about it he said for him bernardo to get that high off the floor with his arms above his head is almost a skill in itself. I was quite impressed with how far he traveled. If I kicked my kid in the garden, I don't think he'd fall like that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, Sean Dyche is, is one of my favorite managers. Fantastic. For multiple reasons. I'll take him in the partially, national team as well. Partially because of quotes like, like this. Also, uh, for talking about kicking his kid in the garden, I'm giving him my honorary fantasy half point. Just sneaking that in there for you. Yep, very good. That's good. Tottenham 4, Liverpool 1, Harry Kane with a brace, Son and Ali uh, add on their goals, Mohamed Salah with Liverpool's lone goal. If Lloris doesn't make a mistake and comes out to get the ball that Salah scores on. Almost misses. Yeah. I mean, it's a shutout. Yeah. I mean, this was like, this reminded me of last season when Liverpool came out immediately from the opening minutes of the match. Do you remember when Sadio Mane like, destroyed Ben Davis last year? Yeah. I think Liverpool won. It was, I mean, it was, it was like 2 nothing or something like that, but it was like a thrashing 2 nothing. That's what this felt like in reverse. In reverse. And Harry Kane ended Dejan Lovren's career. <laughs> I can't believe. Dude. Brian, I can't believe Brian, how he destroyed when you an, multiple, another man. He destroyed another man. Scott, you were saying it, or Brother Matt was saying it on our Slack thread. Men and Blazers were saying it independently on their Twitter feed. Like Lovren was was Spurs' best player in the first twenty two minutes. How did he? How did he just completely bait the defense multiple times into that long ball? Well, I'm gonna go get it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to go get it back there. <laughs> he did it more than once. Just waited and waited and let it fall and and just and just was in the better position. Yeah. Spurs Spurs their pace was just better. Uh the defense for Liverpool looked extremely slow, Lovren especially, very reactionary. Modip is not fast at all. We know that, but uh yeah, it was it was painful to see Lovren trying to recover multiple times in 30 minutes and unable to do so. Uh, it, it, he definitely struggled. If he's Luckily, injured, I mean, let's be fair. Maybe he was injured. I don't know. <laughs> we'll right? never know. That's the fairest fairness <laughs> we'll that never you could ever bestow on someone fairly. But I know this. Getting yanked for a wing, like an attacking midfielder, like they didn't even put in another defensive player. Mm-mm. Klopp said, eh, screw it. Let's just throw in Chamberlain yep. and just go to a back three. And it worked, by the way. 
If, if Liverpool doesn't give up that goal just before halftime, you've got a very interesting match on your hands. I mean, it's one, it's it's two one at that point. Spurs, then they give up the goal and go down two into halftime. But when he made that adjustment and then Salah scored, mm-hmm. I mean, you have a two one match. There's there's hope there. There's yeah. a possibility. And uh, and I also want to say this: Liverpool, to their credit, they had seven shots on target. They had the vast majority of possession. Not that that means anything. Yeah. They did. They did. But. They had more shots on target than Tottenham. Lloris had some nice saves. Yeah, Lloris Harry Kane is lethal. Harry Kane is lethal. Give him the ball anywhere near the 18-yard box. It's going into the net. He is a... There's been this debate over the last month now about Harry Kane. Is he world-class? The debate is over, folks. Harry Kane is world-class. If you're able to score that many goals against top clubs in the Premier League, you're world-class. I mean, obviously, he's going to have to prove it in the Champions League to, to seal the deal on this. Oh, but Harry Kane is world-class. And for people to be selling him, like you said earlier, Brian, that's the insanity of, of millions of people. Spurs looked... I, I think if they ever earned respect, they earned respect against Real Madrid. Exactly. Mid-week. Yeah. To put they, these two results back-to-back, they, they should have were every bit as threatening as anything that Madrid did in that match all and it took, really should have had it. All it took was that last-second chip. Harry Man, Kane drew it a foot wide. I know. A foot wide, and it, all he had to do was chip he, he, Navas I better. Mean, he had the best... The two best chances in the match were, you know, City uh, Madrid had their... They had some good chances. Oh, yeah, and Lloris but, had a few ridiculous... But the things. later, better chances were all to Tottenham. Yep. I mean... That whatever they did, I just, I'm just thinking back to. I mean, I know over the summer they took so much crap. Scott, you are you rethinking your fifth or, or worse bet for Tottenham for the season? Uh, the season is young. I'm I'm gonna continue to preach patience. However, you have to admit they do look really good right now. They, they look feel like Team One A again. This is what yeah. one of the announcers said. This. During the game, during during the match, forgive me, of these of Spurs Liverpool, that the difference between these two clubs in the off season was that Spurs had Alderweireld, Vertonghen, and they went out and got Sanchez, Aria. I mean, in other words, like they really hammered down on their defense. Mm-hmm. Like if, if we if Sanchez we get an injury, is, that guy is good. He's really good, and so so is Aria. And for what they he's already is good for what they need. You got Ben Davies right now who can't make the and Danny Rose is still sitting on the bench too. Yeah. In other words, they got guys, they got a lot of guys that can come in there and play defense. And so I just look at it and and that's one place that Scott you would say Liverpool did not reinforce was their defense in the offseason. I'm not I'm not saying that the, that played roles in this match, but maybe it did a little bit cuz Liverpool seem to be struggling. No, it's interesting. Jurgen Klopp said he wanted to. I think. I think he said he wanted to buy four guys in the uh, in the transfer window. Yeah. And he already knew who they were. Everything was lined up. It was good to go. He he said our business is 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 done. Like there's nothing else we need to do. All that was left was to just formalize those deals and, and make them good. And then all of a sudden, Red Bull Leipzig wouldn't sell Naby Keita. Yeah. And Southampton. We all know what happened there with Virgil. Yeah. And all of a sudden. Those two guys didn't come in this window. Kada's coming in next year. Virgil, who knows? Maybe never. Probably never at this point. Uh, but there was no plan B. 
Yeah. Tottenham, you're right. To their credit, they did sign those guys. They did it very late in the window. They, they waited, waited so long. The latest possible. <laughs> so long to make those deals. But they got them done. Yeah. yeah. Liverpool didn't have a plan B, ended up doing nothing, and now you see what's happening. Hey, and I mean, I know Llorente's not going to start a ton in the Premier League for them, but good job signing that dude. Well, what nice coverage. And, and fits really well with what they've got. He, he did not play in this match. Or did he? No, he did not. I thought he, uh, he came on in the end. Okay. Well, cause, cause, because Harry Kane made everyone nervous because he tired himself out and sat down on the ground, which Pochettino, just to be clear, for an injury update on him, he's not injured. Gotcha. He was just tired. So, he played two minutes. You're right. right. So, he, so he came in at the very end. Yep. I, I, obviously, I don't think I – maybe I just didn't watch the end of it. But bottom line is I did see him play in the Madrid Me neither. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I Scott. I, yeah, I bet not. I did say I did watch him play in the Madrid game, and and I loved it because it looked like Pochettino said, "Hey, Madrid, I'm going to show you something we haven't you haven't seen all year. Like they haven't played a, a two a four four two formation all year, and that's what they played at Madrid, and it was good, and and it was good, and it kept them on their heels. And you're right, Brian, it's an excellent player to bring in and to be a sub behind Harry Kane. Um, so long, Ben Davis. I have a feeling that his fantasy. Fantasy His Premier fantasy League relevance, relevance is, is, is it might be that's exhausted. a big deal might that's, be exhausted barring play barring the breaking news music. I mean, early in the season, it's, in kind, it's sad because it seems cause, to have shifted. It. I mean, Trippier yeah. seems to be hey in there and playing and playing well. What a turnaround! <laughs> what a turnaround! Hey, that's unbelievable. Tri- the difference between those two guys. What a turnaround! Trippier's last. Five games, six one, fourteen, eight, six. When yeah. you look at the overall scoring, he is one point behind Davies. He's yeah. sixth overall among defenders. Davies yeah. is fifth. One and now that we know Aria is not a threat to Trippier. Right. I mean that's not that's and it the, doesn't they, seem like Danny Rose necessarily might be either. Well we'll see. Danny well, Danny Rose is a bigger threat to Ben Davis anyway. But Danny Rose is now back to near near full fitness, if not full fitness. That's still a rotation that's got to get sorted out. Ben Davis could not have gotten an illness at a worse time if he really wanted to keep playing. But he's still useful for them. I mean, he was their he was their backup answer last spring whenever they had Danny Rose injured in the first place. So, I mean, it's a great player to have. I mean, they have. I mean, it's a nice a nice bench. It's now. so rare to see a guy like Ben Davis. You look at his his numbers. He's put up a sixteen against Huddersfield in, in match week seven. And he hasn't played a minute in eight or nine in the two matches since. Yeah. His no. last match, he put up a 16 in fantasy. Yeah. Hasn't found the pitch since for and, his club. And, and unless something, unless they have some kind of weird, uh, I don't know what kind of rotation they're going to have, but he might not play again this week. If there's injuries, obviously he could be relevant again, but for now, I fully agree. But this is huge for them this week. This is, I mean, this is a big, I mean, they got a gigantic match coming up. Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at United, it's gigantic. It's massive. This is this is a this is a, a turning point in the season. Think about this: Two if they get three. a result, if they get a, a even a draw in, in this match, where they go draw Madrid, beat Liverpool, at draw at Madrid, game you should have won, beat Liverpool, and then you play at United and yeah. at least get a draw or win. Does, does I mean, do Man United fans have real, seriously confidence going into this? No, there's, there's no, no way. No, no. This feels like it's gone from a few weeks ago to uh, to uh, 
draw or you know maybe leaning towards United win to man Spurs should win. And this I one. guarantee you, Mourinho puts his Liverpool lineup in there. You know what I'm saying? At no. home? Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. You think he's going to defend? Guarantee at home? you. Guarantee you. Juan Mata's not in the lineup. I would. I would bet Juan Mata's not in there, and I would. I, I would bet it it resembles closely to I bet Ander Herrera's in there playing uh next to Modic. Hmm. Um over I, over under seven fouls on Delhi in the match. They're gonna try to get Delhi to get red carded. I'm telling you, I, I think the game might get ugly. I think that's only United's only chance right now. Hey, kudos to those who uh stayed strong on Delhi. He benefited from his goal yeah. here. You know, Three eight two three and then a nine yeah. in this one. Hopefully that's good signs for those of us who are Delhi owners. Uh, I my my sell for the week was selling Delhi to get Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Thank oh, you. thank you very much, everybody. That's brutal. Thank you. Ouch. Thank you. Good night. I'll be going home now. Listen, for anyone who doesn't own Kane, what are you doing? His last five games: two thirteen, thirteen, two sixteen. You know what? Since I own him, for those of you who don't, just don't even buy him. Sell him. Who on the podcast? Captain Harry Kane. I tell you what, Brian. Brian scolded me. For everyone out there, I want it to be known that Brian scolded me for the most part personally and and <laughs> sort of jabbed me and says, look where you would be in the table if you would have captained Harry Kane. And honestly, if I just would have left it there the last few weeks and just captained Kane every week. You'd be much higher than last. It'd be ridiculous. That's true. <laughs> no, note to You're self. You're ninth out of nine right now, Dave. Note to Hey, you know what? Again, I said this earlier. You, hey, you know we, what I learned last season? You don't have to lead one week at all to win to the whole thing. We need to pull the podcast up in the rankings. Oh, are, are, are we falling? <laughs> I'm bringing everyone down. No. I thought Scott Scott was covering us there for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Now he's slipped a bit. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm up to sixth, yeah, so sure. I'm feeling great right <laughs> hey, now. All I'm these, just saying. Yeah, sure. All, all these guys probably. No, this feel new good. guy Drew comes in. and He's oh, crushing man, all of us. Yeah, no, he, well, that's because he listens to. Remember, I, I, he does I, listen. I, I check out What's his up, lineup, Drew? and he listens to us. I think more than we listen to ourselves. Any Liverpool players? I mean, Salah scored here, but honestly, I keeping felt like him. It was I'm a keeping bit him. Of a gift. Yeah, I think you keep him. I'm keeping I, him. I don't. I honestly. I mean, I know it stinks without Mane. Dave, three of his last five matches are seven yeah. or higher. Why are you Dave, selling? I, out? Listen, Dave. I know you hate the. I know you hate his elephant. His elephant first touch. But I mean, Rhino. He's the guy. I mean, you'd want him more than Coutinho. No, Why would you right sell? Now? Well, what I was going to say is this. So um, before the United and Spurs game, Coutinho had a thirteen out of ten. For some reason, he didn't play great against them. They're up. Liverpool's upcoming schedule: Huddersfield at West Ham, Southampton. By the I think, way, I think I would rather own Coutinho. Then Salah going into those matches. Oh man, this Can is, I just that's say, a huge bet right and, there. And, and I will take, I will place a bet right now that Coutinho outscores Salah in the next three matches. Let's, Done. Let's, let's Fist bumps confirm. Yep. Bet affirmed. Here's the thing. A, a cup of a cup of Joe. Here's the thing. I'll say uh-huh. it is it is dark days right now if you're a Liverpool fan. However, you just named the next three fixtures. That's, right. that's absolutely. They did not play this midweek because they are out of the League Cup. They're Leicester. So they are focusing entirely on this next upcoming match against Huddersfield. Firmino's got his teeth whitening strips on right now. He does. I think you're going to see, you're going to see goals of plenty. There, there, there is a dam that is about to burst into that Liverpool net, and I think you're going to start to see it over the next few weeks in those fixtures. If you don't, 
then legitimately Klopp's job might be in danger. But I don't think it's going to get to that. I think you're going to see things turn around. We zoom in so far on every match as fans that we miss the bigger picture. Crystal Palace was always going to suck because of that fixture list. Everton was always going to struggle to start the season because of that fixture list. We just are zoomed. These are two matches against United and Spurs, but people forget Liverpool is doing very well in their Champions League group. I'm just saying we get so consumed by the right. most recent result that we lose sight of the bigger picture. The fact that anyone at all is selling Harry Kane right now tells me that idiots abound in FPL. Sure. Yeah, it's true. I don't care about any one result. I want to look at the bigger picture. And if you're selling Liverpool now, hey, good for you, but you just sold at the exact wrong time. I would buy the only person I would own going forward in the next three weeks is Coutinho. I will say this. Gosh, Dave, what are you doing? You just took away. (laughs) You're wrong. Don't sell anyone from Liverpool. That's fair. Keep what you have. I'm happy to sell Firmino. Yeah. I did sell. Okay. I sold for me. Right, I sold for me. Yeah, I, I did too last week. I sold for me, but I'm keeping Salah. I'm not getting rid of him. All right. Yeah. Uh, I want to. And I might also buy Coutinho. You brought this up. I'm going to say. I'm going to say two statements that are completely opposite. Okay. <laughs> Number one, Brendan Rodgers, this far into his season, into his career at Liverpool, had a better record than Jurgen Klopp. How dare now, you invoke? I the will barrage. say this. I will say this because a lot of people are saying that Jurgen that that Klopp is on the hot seat, and if I am a Liverpool fan, that is crazy. That is so crazy. I know that they have the same record, and you know what? Sometimes we need to let allow managers make mistakes. Maybe maybe he knows he didn't bring someone else a, a good better defender in. Maybe he's kind of learning and he can make some changes. But if it's oh. me, I want Klopp. Okay, I I want him going forward. But there's a. I, I mean, what kind of knee-jerk reaction? You're never going to establish any type of of substance and base if if a manager goes nine results without the the ones that you think he should get, and then you just let him go. Everton, the, I'm just saying the distance in the table between first and fourth right now is the same as fourth to nineteenth. Right. This is a balanced league. Crazy results are happening every single weekend. Yep. For any club to be reacting now to the point where they are firing their manager nine matches, and you have to ask yourself, what are they doing? Because do you really think you're better off firing your manager this early in the season? What are you hoping to gain? Obviously, you're hoping to gain that new manager bump. Unless there's really something else, something cancerous going on behind the scenes that no one else That we don't know about. about. Frank DeBoer was was a horrible person or, you know, whatever. Or Uh, Umar in the ass's locker. (laughs) I mean, Kuman had his issues. My point, though, is what are you hoping to gain? Klopp at least has a philosophy that's proven. He has a plan. He's He's putting that plan uh, into place. It's taken a little bit of time. But can I just also say that I never want to hear Klopp versus Rodgers in the number of matches comparison ever, ever again. Because there's a very... Anyone who knows anything about statistics and using valid statistics knows that you cannot compare, in this context, a manager who had a transfer window... A sign who was who was hired in the offseason, had a transfer and started at the beginning of the year, 
compared to someone who was brought in in the month of October who didn't have a real transfer window until after 30 matches with the club. I'm sorry. Those comparisons are total shit. Yeah, but didn't you think it was funny that Men in Blazers said that if, if Everton bring back David Moyes, that Liverpool have to bring back Brendan Rodgers just in fairness? <laughs> David Moyes, honestly, has always made the most sense at Everton. He's always, he should have never left. He should have never left. He always made sense there. That's where he was going to be at his best. He had them as a good club there. They're going to be great with David Moyes. Is he even We're not even on that. I can't wait to talk about the right. names on the short list, though. All right. Bottom line is those comparisons are irrelevant statistically. Sure. Those stats mean nothing. And I wish, I wish people trying to sound smart using their statistics made statistics like like gave out statistics that made any valid sense. Okay. It just it doesn't work. All right. Chelsea four, Watford two, Pedro bats bats again. Cesar. For Chelsea, Decore and Roberto Pereira for Watford. I don't have a deep or long enough sigh to give this game. Watford had this one. Yeah. Watford had this one. This was they the this was it. the best match on paper, right? Oh, they, they, they had, had a, it. Two of the top six currently in the table. Oh, they had it. Hey, guess what, guys? Decore is kapooing. Uh, no, is. no, 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 no. Yes, he is. I don't believe it. Abdullah Decore currently the stat was given during the match and a lot of people are going to make whatever they want out of it. He has four goals on four shots on target right now. So stupid. That's the stupidest thing ever. Just as a reminder, Etienne Capu had four goals in the first five matches of his season last season on six total shots. There's five a total on target shots. There's a difference though. Etienne Capu scored his fifth goal in November. And then he didn't score his sixth goal until April. I'm just saying. I'm starting to get a little nervous with that. Do now you that think Decore and Capu are the same quality Decore is the sixth most transferred in player this week. Oh, no, of course not. Because Capu's not playing it anymore, and he's still on that team. Right. That's the difference. Decore is not going to drop off the same way. Well, but he's not going to keep on this pace. 100% no, accuracy. No, I agree with that. 100% goal <laughs> goal scoring That's efficiency. absolutely true as well. Uh no, I mean even this goal he I mean that really was it was a great shot but it was it, I mean it, it was equally great shot in right place at right time. I yeah, know you got to have the skill to put of, it I'm in. I'm going to take a swing at it. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, look, it happened to go. Oh in. man, and it, yeah, a good. And if Are you it, kidding me? It was it was world-class technical ability. Stop. Just All stop. right, fine. I'm done. What about Rashawis in this game? I feel like he had a great game, but not great game. It's so funny that you say that, Dave, because there was there was a time during this match, and I thought Rashawisin is stepping up a level. Yep, he looks like he belongs. Yep, and if he continues to look this way, I mean, he's going to be poached by a top club. Like he is a top level player. Yeah, at least in terms of potential, and he's starting to show that potential. And then all of a sudden, that effort. Turned into two glorious goal scoring opportunities that were missed, and that made the difference that in this match. That I guarantee you, oh my gosh, if Rashawson gets either one or both of those in, this match is so different. So different. It's so different. Watford deserved. I felt like this, Brian, would you agree? I felt like this was not a deserved result. Well, so are you giving him the wasteful award? 
Well, I, I, yes, we are. We have to uh, because have of to. because he missed opportunities that led to a change in the result. At least as best as we can he predict. Two clear opportunity to go up three-one chances. We have to give him the Cameron Jerome with a heavy player. heart. Uh, absolutely, we I, like this guy. I'm not happy about. <laughs> I bought him this week. Yeah, he was number one on my bench. Ended up getting inserted in my lineup. Got his five points, but he also earned the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week award. The the big question for uh, for people who are watching, especially Watford fans, was uh, as much almost as much as Richarlison being uh, missing a couple sitters was why they substituted Troy Deeney. Uh, according to the Watford Observer and Phil Neville, for what that's worth, uh, a lot of questions were asked about why Deeney who up to that point was Watford uh, on the front foot. Watford was Watford was on, was attacking, was much more aggressive. They subbed Dini late on, I think after 80 minutes. Is that when they brought on Ben Watson? Mm-hmm. And, and everything he, changed. And everything changed from that yeah. point on. Uh, Karma, they basically Karma. sat back and said, hey, we got this, and they didn't. Karma, yeah. Dini. Karma, where's your cojones? I don't know, though. I feel like... I feel like they're okay without him. They have so much pace with those younger guys. Well, I mean, if if they had made a like-for-like substitution up front, if it was a fatigue issue and it wasn't a tactical issue, which it seemed to be a tactical issue, but it just was the it was just a. a, I mean, Marco Silva's a good manager. It would seem mm -hmm. he just made a mistake. The way the Watford Observer put it was that was a reminder for all Watford fans that Marco Silva and Richarlison are human. Mm, interesting. interesting. I just want to say that if I was in, if I was the kind of guy who, who took away fantasy half points instead of giving them out, I'd take it. I'd take everything I could away from Antonio Conte at this point. That act of jumping into the fans is so old. I'm so over it. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I'm talking as a guy whose manager for his favorite club is Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Like yeah but he breaks still, his. I, you, I think you still believe in Jurgen Klopp's fist pumping. Yeah, like, it's believable. It, it, Antonio it's Conte. It's to get to the point where, like, we don't believe it, right? No, I mean, it's like, not... come on. Like, is, is he is he telling these guys before, hey, if I, if we score a goal in the last 10 minutes, I'm coming to you. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's like, come on. At least go to go to your own, you know, assistant coaches or something. I can. I mean, if you want to hug your, your bench guys, that's fine. You want to run out in the pitch and hug the goal scorer, I'm all for it. Don't go jump. Like, I'm just over it. Hey, I... He was 90 degrees. Chelsea. Off the gr- parallel to the ground. <laughs> Chelsea, I mean, you know, to their credit, they got a result out of this. They just seem to be skating by the tips of the fire, and they're just, they're going to be burning soon. Hazard? Uh, well, they got nothing from, I was going to say, Hazard and, and Murata. Murata, one of the most popular transfers this week. Still one of the most popular transfers. Uh, Murata gets subbed off. Bats gets his moment in the sun yeah. again and shows uh, I some, real, some real talent. Yeah, I brought Murata on myself. You know what the difference was? He was brought on with 30 minutes to go instead of 10 yeah, minutes to go. Yeah. He had a chance to score some uh, goals. Hazard had no shots, but he did give four key passes in the match, got the assist on Pedro's goal. I mean, I feel like a lot of people were really wanting to believe that this run of matches for Chelsea was going to be good for attacking i think it still can be but man it's a little disappointing i don't know i mean hazard's not really i mean maybe he just needs some more some more time uh to get back yeah. up to speed after the injury but 
You feel I don't like, know. He feel like it could happen here any any match. I don't know. Now. He's at this point where he's kind of yo-yoed over seasons. This right? has been his second ninety-minute game in a row, and he had three sub-ons before this. Mm-hmm. So, listen, he's good, fit. I agree. He's fit. I yeah. agree. At, at what point he's not start, in form, but he's in fit. But he's fit. I mean, two seasons ago, playing? he had a terrible year. Yeah. Last year, he had a little bit of a bounce back. I, like his name is preceding him at this point. I don't even think about I owning Eden Hazard. I definitely don't want to own him in fantasy. I would own Murata. I like Murata going forward. And then Brian, what what do we think about Cesar uh, Dave? Well, Dave Aspilicueta gets the goal. I mean, at, at at this point, I mean, if you haven't swapped Alonzo, if you're still an Alonzo owner, sure. you're doing I mean, it. You're doing it on the hopes that he can repeat what he did 19 weeks ago against Spurs uh, in Wembley. Seems like he's going through a sophomore slump. Um, the, listen, I know he said it. I said it to you guys. I just feel like we really owe everyone an apology. Is this a, wait, so you asked us to insert into our agenda, a formal podcast apology, a formal apology to everyone who listens to this podcast. Okay. Because we have done what? Well, we've done, we made, we missed something and we missed what? We missed something. I feel like that this podcast has really stood for, for a long time. Mm. Okay. You want to play music on this? Sure, I can. I do, but I'm also up. terrified of what we did wrong. Well, look, I just want to say, look, it, it's just been, it's been said, you know, with for people say that. Okay, it's been said that the three hardest things for people to do are to to handle interpersonal conflict, apologize when they're wrong, and um, what's the third thing? Oh man, I don't I don't have it here in my notes for some reason. I can't remember what the third thing is. What you guys think you could do better? Oh, yeah, like this is my fault. You know what? I don't need to apologize to you guys. You know what? If you don't like it, maybe I'll just get out of here. Maybe I'll just go home. <laughs> the hell is happening right now? Look, what I'm saying is... What I'm trying to say is for years now... Look, I was just trying to apologize and also have conflict. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is for it years worked. now... This podcast has <laughs> tried to stay on the lookout for the cheapest defenders... Those less than four and a half dollar guys that can occasionally crack your starting lineup save you some much needed money. But for a lot of this season, we missed one. And I think the only thing we can do is just have this time adding podcast extending segment where we officially formally apologize for our ignorance. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dying over here. On behalf what? of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, I would like to say I'm sorry that we have not barely mentioned even once Adrian Mariapa. He is $4, and he has played every minute in Watford's defense since Eunice Kabul got injured in week four against Southampton. I cannot believe that. But am I glad we got that off our chests? I'm in shock. $4 even. He is 3% something owned. But he has played every minute. Now, in fairness, in the five full matches that he's played, he's been worth a total of five I was going to say, what are you doing right now? I'm just saying sure. that uh, the guy is $4, and he is a, well, and he, until so, Kabul comes back, which is still maybe a couple weeks away, he has been a starter. And I just, I just want to say I feel like 
we are we were championing Jack Stevens and my Yoshida last sure. spring, and there's always been four dollar guys that we've trying to get to. And Mariapa's just been sitting there. He's been he's been sitting. He's there. been out there kicking. He's, he's a perfect and, fifth defender because no one starts five defenders. If you do, let's be honest, you're not going to be he, very successful. I would say he was a perfect fifth defender. So anyway, sure. all of that to say, for everyone who's listening. We're sorry. I'm sorry. We I'm sorry. sorry that we spent that much time on Adrian oh, Mariapa. <laughs> he scored five points. Listen, I just, I am, look, Watford defenders in general, as a strategy, I know everybody wants to jump on Kiko. Everybody wanted to get something with one of these defenders, but Kiko, especially after the first few weeks, they have not had a clean sheet since no. week four, and they've conceded 14 goals yeah. since yeah, week four. That's a little skewed, though. They put up, they dropped, they lost six to City. I'm just saying that the it's only, a lot of goals. The but... only guy that's had any kind of return in the defense is Holobos, and that was an assist and three bonus points against West Brom two weeks ago. I, I mean, I just, I'm not, I don't know. They're they they they're fun to watch and they're they're high flying, but I don't know about the defense. Which is why we focus on the front half, of the especially because Britos is a is a lunatic and Holobos is a yellow card machine. Everton two, Arsenal five. Rooney, Nias, Monreal, Urzel, Lacazette, Ramsey. Way to go, Aaron! Killing another celebrity. Yeah, you know Alexis. Who it was? You know who it was? Who? Robert Guillaume. Who died today? No, he did not. Yes, he did. I love that guy, Robert Guillaume. I loved that guy. I don't know yeah. who that is. Aaron <laughs> Ramsey, you son of a <laughs> Benson, man, Benson. Oh, Benson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. Did you ever watch Sports Night? Sports Night also. Yeah, sure. He was the That's the right. guy upstairs, the yeah, executive yeah. upstairs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Re- rest in peace, Ramsey. You yeah, did it again, Aaron, Aaron Ramsey. Ramsey. Uh, Dave, listen, I want to just I want to seed all of my my time on this match to you because I feel like we learned nothing in this match. We learned absolutely <laughs> nothing. Nope. And the reason why I want you to handle it all is because Mesut Ozil took all of the cojones in the universe and smashed them right on your face. There's no doubt. Now, there's, before you go into that, there's no doubt. Let me finish all the news by saying Adrissa Gaya sent yeah. off double yellow. Yeah. Ronald Koeman oh, has what'd been. What'd you say, Scott? Adrissa. Gaya. Gaya. Uh-huh. Not gay. Did you get that NBC pronunciation guide? Yeah. said Gaya. Gaya. Not yep. gay. Got just a light yeah on the end of it. Right, uh-huh. Brian? Yeah, Am I right, Brian? Idrissa like Ghana, yeah. Gaya, by well, the way. Well, they just go Ghana, and he's just got Ghana on his jersey. I know. Let's just call him Ghana. Because he doesn't want to be called gay. Probably He'd like not. to be either called Gaya well, look, or man, Ghana. We, we're not going to get into that kind of stuff. No. Kuman sacked, gone, done. I guess we'll get to a short list of replacements, Brian, and yeah, just a little hilarious. bit. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Go ahead, Dave. I know you have an Arsenal moment wrapped up in here somewhere, but go ahead. Urzel with the goal. Uh, to me, it doesn't change my mind at all. Does it change yours? No, it only makes things worse. The, I, I'll, I'll say this. I, I'm not going to give Ozil credit for anything because, honestly, he did. He had a great game against a failing in the down in the dumps, underachieving team that's fed up with this manager who gave up on the game performance. That's what Ozil did. Ozil put in a performance against it. Ozil was driving by, and he, he's driving down the road, and he sees a deer that has already been hit by a car laying in the ditch, and he got out, 
and he took out his his shotgun and he he finished off the deer. Okay, that's all he did. It, that's not hunting, Dave. That, exactly. Okay. That's not hunting. So all I'm saying is, all Ozil did was he he was driving by and he helped kill off already an already dead animal for the most part. He just sped it up. Everton is flopping and flailing. They have been most of the season, and every game it continues to get worse and worse. And so I am not thinking that. I mean, yeah, did Arsenal look good? Well, of course they look good. They they look good against a team that was giving up. Now I will say this: this is the first time I think I believe that I remember, and I could be wrong, but it, it hasn't happened often that we've seen Sanchez, Lacazette, and Ozil all three up top. And what I noticed in this game was. One thing I've noticed before is when Ozil has played in that top three in a 3-4-3 formation, is Ozil struggled because he's always staying out in the wing. What I noticed in this game was there was a lot of rotation between Lacazette, Sanchez, and Ozil. It was almost like none of them were staying in the same exact spot. They were all kind of interchanging all the way across the top line. That being said, that was very interesting to me. The other thing is this. Maybe Arsenal can be successful with it. If you then commit to the the two midfielders who are sitting in front of the defense, if they stay back there and just play that and, and stay disciplined, and Ramsey at times has shown that he will be he's undisciplined. But bottom line is let those three up top play up there. I don't know. Maybe they can be successful. Ozil, to his credit, said this. He tweeted out this week because we know how you know, factual Twitter is, although it is from people's direct accounts. He said, ignore the noise in reference to all the stuff, all the transfer rumors about him going to Manchester United. He, he tweeted out there, ignore the noise. And then he shows up with that type of a performance, even though it was against a dying animal. So I'm just saying, I agree with Brian. I don't think my, my mind has changed on anything. Sanchez looked like he gave a crap. Lacazette looked like he gave a crap. Arsenal played Okay. They played okay against a dying animal. Ghana goes off at 68 minutes, and then they score three more goals after that. Yeah. To me, I don't know what I don't know what you're supposed to take from that, other than stupid Nacho Monreal scored again. That, that I mean, I, I, that is the <laughs> Nacho Monreal. He's third in yeah, all scoring in defenders. Like I, I just, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Is anyone going to rush out and buy Mezzanozzo all no. of a sudden? Well, I don't know. Some people will. They'll chase goals. Listen, with Arsenal's upcoming schedule, of course you like the Swansea matchup uh-huh. this week. But listen, Swansea's played better than people think. Uh, then and, what? And then they, yeah, exactly. And then they play at City, Spurs, and at Burnley. All three of those games going to be very difficult. So we'll find out. We'll find out what's going on. What's interesting, the way this Premier League season schedule has worked out, is over the next three weeks with Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, United, and City, we're going to find out about all the top teams in Liverpool because they're all playing each other. Like, in, in a collection of weeks, Liverpool has the easiest schedule going forward out of any of them. But for the most part, they're all playing each other over the next three or four weeks, and we're, we're going to learn a lot of, about the teams. The replacement manager for Ronald Koeman for now... David Unsworth, who was the he managed Everton's U23s last year to the Premier League Two title. Uh, you know who his nickname was what in his playing days, Rhino. Mm. Uh, the Liverpool Echoes report on him is that he's already won over fans after his first press conference because the theme of his of his press conference was winning, getting back to winning ways. <laughs> he said. This is a great quote. I mean, I feel like this is good. I mean, this is a, as good of a thing as you can hear in the first the first 
you know, in your in your first press conference. Just because you spend money doesn't give you the right to win football matches. You've got to earn it in the Premier League, and you've got to earn it by sometimes not playing nice football. You've got to battle to win. Okay, every that single statement point. Everton loved. That is ever that is classic Everton right, right. there. And, Here's he the said, thing. and and so and but his also his other point was it doesn't matter what money we've spent on who we're gonna field a team. It might be the the guys that were expensive. It might be other people, but we're gonna the the people who are gonna be out there are gonna be are gonna fight. Are people who are gonna give a <laughs> shit? He's gonna he's gonna have to find the the successful manager at Everton is one who sees the players that he has at his disposal and figures out the best eleven to play on a weekly basis. How fast does uh, how fast does Ross Barkley get get healthy? He has hope again. Interesting. I, I wonder if he doesn't. He has hope the, again. The, the, the suggestion from uh, from a number of places was, I'll bet Ross Barkley gets healthy uh, in a hurry. You know, we don't have an injury protocol, so we don't know how hurt he actually is. He wasn't going anywhere near the pitch with Kuman, but he has he has hope again. And besides, this is the U23 manager, probably someone who likes Ross Barkley. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, they said, the report is that he'll get at least until the next international break, which is at least four matches, which that... Those are League Cup and Europa League matches against Chelsea and then Lyon. Here's the thing and, about Everton. And Premier League matches at Leicester and home against Watford. <laughs> those are really it, tough games. It's not an easy... They're bit. not... They're, they're matches that at the season start, Everton said, we can win these, though. That's the thing about those uh, matches. Going into, the, going into the beginning of the season, all of Everton's high hopes? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, sure, sure. But here's the thing. They have the players on paper to do well. But the thing that everyone has pointed out that's been Everton's biggest issue, it's not not having a Lukaku replacement up front. It's the overall pace of the squad. They are slow. You can't overcome that with a new manager. I'm sorry, but Wayne Rooney's not going to run any faster down the pitch just because Ronald Koeman's out. That's, that's Free Calvert-Lewin. I mean, I mean, he's been a bit free, but he, yeah, he's been there. He, you know what I realized when I was watching this match? Free in the ass. Is that maybe, yeah. but here's the thing: I realized when I was watching those two play alongside each other, Rooney and Calvert Lewin against Arsenal. Calvert Lewin would be the perfect complement to Wayne Rooney up front for an Everton squad if this was 2019. He's just too young. The two in two yeah. years, Calvert Lewin will be. You perfect. mean if Calvert Lewin was in 2019 and Wayne Rooney was in 2014? <laughs> that works for me. That works for me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's it's rough, but you know, there's hope always. The players are there. He's got to figure out what his best eleven is, and then he's got to. You said he's got multiple matches. That's good. He's got to go with that that formation, that lineup, and make it work. Well, we'll see. Those are those are not the easiest, but it's. The point is, it's all starting over again. This is so Arsenal, though, Dave. The moment things seem clear, get rid of Ozil. He puts up thirteen in fantasy. It's so so Arsenal. This is he just can't score on the road. You know what he just? But you know what he just did, right? He earned himself a new contract with your club. That's what he just did. Manchester United. No, in January he's going to sign. Arsenal's going to go get him now. Maybe I don't know. I I don't know honestly. I mean, I'm not going to change my tune. I've been saying I want his ass out the door, and you should. You absolutely should. We have plenty of other players. We won't even miss him. West Ham nil, Brighton three. Glenn Murray. Speaking of 2014, Glenn Murray with a brace. Jose Skierdo also with the goal. 
Slavin Bilic reportedly resigning after this match, but it was not accepted because the club didn't have a replacement ready, so he's got two matches left to prove himself. Sorry, yeah. Slavin. Hey, man, listen. Pour out some Count Chocula for Slavin Bilic. There's the cereal yeah, reference. I, I Look, need to get it in there somewhere. First of all, first of all, this is what happens when you bench Aaron Cresswell, okay? It took to week nine, but Arthur Masuaku finally got his starting nod over Aaron Cresswell, and I get it that he had been he had been good in previous matches, but this but you do not cross Aaron. Okay, that's true. But I'm okay with it because Cresswell then was able to come out of my lineup, and Richarlison was able to replace well, him. I mean, it worked out for aside me. Aside from your fantasy points, <laughs> isn't uh, that what this is all this about? This is what happens, Slavin. <laughs> uh, he got his vote of confidence pre-match from David Sullivan, kiss of death, saying he wants to give Count Chocolich. <laughs> his full chance to fulfill his three-year contract oh, uh so good sky sports says yes he has two games to save his job you're right one of those is against spurs today tomorrow wednesday sure for whenever you're hearing right. this which we know for sure that that match will not include mikhail antonio that's never good who did pick up an, an a worse injury than it looked he played the rest of the match this match uh, despite having a rib contusion, that uh, it, it's one of those uh, probably adrenaline carried him through, and then it got really sore. So we know for sure he's not playing against Spurs. You'd have to say for sure he's a doubt for the weekend against Crystal Palace. I mean, you've already got uh, Marko Arnautovic that can't seem to figure out which, which goal he's supposed to kick at. What in the world? Andy Carroll's suspension is, is over. It was just one game. But, I mean, is that really going to help you a ton? It's, this is just not. It's just not good. Well, this was the second result of the weekend, where the team hit, by far had the least amount of possession, won the won the match decisively by a three goal advantage. West Ham had sixteen shots, only two on target. Yeah, sort of Mohamed Salah. Chicharito yellow card. Marco had one shot blocked. Antonio's injury. How do you guys think Dimitri Payet's doing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> who's, he, who's he playing for in France? I don't know. I'll bet he's just doing okay. Oh yeah. He's doing fine. Yeah. Hey, they've been a different team ever since he left. In fairness to Dimitri Payet, who carried that team, obviously, it seems like it. I th- I'm assuming we're all ignoring Glenn Murray. A Glenn Murray brace. Yes. Even though let's be fair to Glenn Murray, who led the championship last year in goals, Scott? Doesn't matter. Just saying. It doesn't matter. I I under I feel like he hasn't got a good run this year. He plays period. for Brighton. You could. Do, I understand that. You could do way worse for the next. Uh, let's say until February twenty fourth. You could do way worse than Matthew Ryan as your goalkeeper. He is, Should I sell Pickford for him? He's had eighteen saves in the past four weeks. Wow! Even in a two nothing loss to Arsenal, I mean six saves. I mean it's one of those guys right. like Nick Pope. You're going to get a ton of saves. He is point seven percent owned. The same as Pope, with no threat of anyone coming in to replace him. So, just a uh, heads up there. And you could do way, way, way worse than Pascal Gross. Pascal Gross continues to gilfie his way through this season. He, good call. At least the first half. Four assists for the season. He's eighth overall in midfielder scoring. Right now, any any dollar amount below six that this guy is, 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 worth is an absolute steal I agree. of a bargain you're, you're of right. a steal. Uh, the great way to put it, he's gilfying his way kind of through the season. I'm just saying. Remember Pascal Fee Grossardson? You don't remember that from a few weeks ago? Yeah. All right. 
Newcastle won Crystal Palace nil. Mikel Marino with his first ever Premier League goal. The what only place score. Newcastle? Sixth, right? Sixth place? Sixth or seventh. I think it's sixth. It's Rafa Benitez, right? Uh, they're playing great. You know what's amazing about Newcastle is they just go get their seventh. They just go get results. They just go get results, and, and you don't really know how they're going to get them, but they just seem to get them somehow. Hey, Newcastle at home is allowing just over 13 shots per game. Just think if they had Wijnaldum. He'd be yeah, that's true. like an amazing player for You're them. You're right, team. seventh place. They're averaging, they're allowing 13 shots per game, which is 15th overall, but they're only allowing three shots on target per game, which is seventh best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've only conceded four goals at home for the season. Two of those were in the Spurs match with John Joe Shelby oh. and his red card. I mean, this is. I mean, they gave up one to Liverpool. I mean, the Liverpool result. You got to just not to bring up sad memories, Scott. But I mean, that's big. Yeah. And the other one was against Stoke. So I mean, they've played five at home. I mean, they're this is toughness. I think Benitez at this point in the in the season is is getting as much or more out of his players than any other manager has gotten. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. You look at the the rankings at each position, and there's really no Newcastle players at the top of any position. We've talked about Matt Ritchie a little bit, but Christian Atsu is someone who's probably a little bit mm -hmm. got a higher ceiling in the midfield uh, yeah. among Newcastle midfielders. Uh, you know, there's really no one up front that I love no. on that club. Uh, no, Rob Elliott is a steal as a as a goalkeeper. Should a goal I replace Pickford sure. with Rob Elliott? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. For now, sure. Why not? Uh, his price is only going up. I think he's up to 4.2. If he's not 4.2 yet, he will be soon. Rob Elliott had uh, bonus points in this one. Newcastle's upcoming schedule at Burnley, Bournemouth, at United, Watford. Not the easiest. No. But, but that hasn't mattered all season for no. them. Uh, big game, DeAndre Yedlin. DeAndre Yedlin was really... Really good. He, good almost, he could have lost a leg in this I, match. Yeah, good call. I, I mean, Yo, uh, Johan Kabai decided that DeAndre Yedlin was going to face reckless, his wrath. Man. It, was, it, was, it was beyond reckless. It was premeditated. Um, Yedlin, two bonus points to add to the clean sheet that he got. Uh, tactically, not sure why Wilfred Zaha is coming off uh, really at all for Crystal Palace until they sort this out. But 76 was, minutes. 76 minutes. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Weirdly, they Andros Townsend starts the match. What, I, I don't know. Is that like you're hoping together? that he, he has some kind of knowledge of the team because he used to play for them or something? Loftus-Cheek comes off the bench for Zaha, creates a big chance, and then immediately uh, they lose the lead when, Martin, or when Marino scores. Yeah. So tough loss, uh, especially disappointing for them after they – uh, whooped up on Chelsea. Got to give some love to the Americans. We didn't mention Danny Williams, who played. He started for Huddersfield. Oh. Yeah, that was impressive. I noticed that right away. And they obviously get the result against United. DeAndre Edlin, mm -hmm. great game. Had a great game here for Newcastle. This is not a Huddersfield part of the show. We already passed that. But because I'm not going to rewind the film, we're going to talk about Danny. I thought I saw that. I, I saw that Danny Williams played in that game. He's 29 years old. Mm -hmm. I thought he'd been 35. I feel like eons ago he played for the national team. And again, that goes to the point of... Klinsman ignored him. Arena 
definitely favored the MLS guys quite a bit during World Cup qualification. And, you know, obviously all those... Danny Williams is one of those... I think he's one of those German-American he guys. He is. And, and Arena ignored those yep. guys. I know. Absolutely ignored those guys. Stupid, stupid. We're not talking about them yet. Yeah. still too fresh. Stoke 1, Bournemouth 2. Uh, I will not tell you the Stoke goal scorer because Brian wants to tell me how to say that oh, name. Man, I love it. But who scored for Bournemouth? Andrew Sermon and then Junior Stanislaus on a penalty. Look, two guys you were not playing in fantasy. Uh, listen, Stanislaus. Listen, no, Jer- no, Josh King, no Jermaine Defoe, no problem. <laughs> That's true. Benakafobi starts. Stanislaus stars Ooh, for these guys. I see what you did there. Uh, Thirteen. Josh King, listen, he's out with an illness. They don't say it's. They're saying it's not long term. Eddie Howe said Jermaine Defoe has a hamstring issue that isn't serious and should only keep him out one match. But, I mean, so what right now owning those guys? Both of them them missed the cup match today. So Last year, Junior Stanislaus, you could have played him when he was healthy. I did play him. Me too. Right. Me too. This year, he has been playing the better part of the last four matches now. This was the first match where he put up any points of significance. Yeah. Is this an anomaly, or are we looking at play Junior Stanislaus while you can, like last if year? If he's back up to speed, I mean, this was the fewest that he's played, 74 minutes in the past four, and he's less than $6. And it's a, it's a little different because he's a known entity. We've seen it already. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the difference. That's right. But, and Eddie Howe is searching for something to work. Yeah, and if Stanislaus is going to yeah, have a match like been this, horribly yeah, struggling. Well, and I'm nineteenth in the table. You would hope that he would stay with what's working, and that you could play Stanislaus with confidence. You would hope. Look, they have they have a pretty nice schedule starting in two weeks. Josh, play, who? Yeah, exactly. They play Chelsea next week, uh, and then after that, six in a row against. Perfect. Not great team. Perfect. Since this podcast is all about my lineup, I'll sell Pickford with my free transfer oh this week, my gosh. and then I'll get Stanislaus the next week after they play Chelsea. Yeah. Done. Not bad. Done. Um, I mean, everyone plays fantasy like me, right? You're not actually going to do that. I'm actually going know? to sell Pickford. I know that. <laughs> Look, I know this <laughs> is about that clear. It's about upping the cherries, but but we do have to talk about the goal scorer Sounds from Stoke City. Really you want dirty. to know how to say his name? Yes. Uh, I thought I did. Yeah, did we do him as a how to say before? No. I don't care. <laughs> Are we at that point already? We may have. <laughs> if so, none of us gonna, remember. Is there going to be music for this? Yeah, sure. I'm sure we could come up with something. If you're going to use music and you use The Roof is on Fire, I absolutely forbid you from using the Bloodhound Gang version of The Roof is on Fire. Mm. You absolutely must use the original version by Rockmaster Scott and the Dynamic Three. They are the group that did The Roof is on Fire first. Yeah, Dave. Oh, yeah, that's tin roof rusted. Sorry. I will also accept either uh, Tradition or If I Were a Rich Man from Fiddler on the Roof. (laughs) Okay. Fine, just use Woomp. There it is. <laughs> Party people! Yeah! This week's how to say is mostly unnecessary. 
we've talked about this Senegalese striker at various points on this podcast, and I just feel like he deserves a segment. His first name does not have an acute accent on the final E, so it is closer to mom than it is to mame. Oh, okay. Mom. Suck it, NBC. That's important. Biram is there in the middle, his middle name for you. Of course, we all know that his last name makes his full name Stoke City Striker, whose form has made Potter's fans say, Saeed who? Barahi no! <laughs> oh, is none other than Mom Biram Duf. Ah, Duf. Three straight goals, four bonus points. In those matches, he's played 90 minutes in every single match except week three against West Brom. They have favorable favorable fixtures in the, in five of the next seven. I don't hate buying Stoke City resources like Duf more than him. I know it's a stretch for your third striker to trust Duf. I picked him up over Gabbiadini in our draft league, which was a, a shrewd move. However. It's Shupo moding. I think there's a lot. The I yes, he did. I think there's still a lot to like here. He is a 90 minute man. He is 90 minutes only. This match, six ish, six or seven touches inside the 18 yard box, two shots. He's just 5.7, 6.6% owned. Look, think of the lineup you could put together with guys that are less than six and a half dollars right now. I just feel like there's a lot of really quality people in that price range. And Shupo Moting is one of those guys. I love I would love to add him to my roster somehow, but it's not priority right now for me. Just amazing. I'm just saying. I just did not realize. Thank you, Brian, for making me realize about Mom Barum Juf. Yeah. That he had scored in three straight games. It's fascinating. I that completely had slipped by me. Nine, but nine and Scott, seven. Scott, what should that mean going forward? I mean, is he? I mean, going forward, and that that, that was against Southampton, at Manchester City, and Bournemouth. I just wish that they were playing better. I know that he's scoring those goals, and I hear you on Chupa Moding for five point seven or whatever he is. You know the the five and two train that he's on. It could be worth it as a fourth slash fifth midfielder. Yeah. You just hate Mark Hughes. Admit it. I do. I do. I hate Stoke. You're Mark Hughes hate. They're unwatchable. Yeah, that's true. Which doesn't doesn't disqualify their players for fantasy. I don't have to watch their players to own them. That's true. But I'd feel so much better if they were getting any kind of result. I'm not telling you to buy Ryan Shawcross. It's true. And you never should. If you ever tell me to buy Ryan Shawcross, (laughs) you'll lose all credibility as a fantasy soccer podcast I would tell you, as much as I loved Jack Butler. It would be Shesko out. Hashtag Shesko out. I couldn't couldn't endorse Jack Butler at this point. I'm not saying that. But they keep getting... They keep scrapping these goals in every once in a while. Even if they're garbage yeah. time the goals. Same few guys. They, they all they score the same, count. right? They all score they the same. They still count. Yep, you're right. You're right. And this was without Shakiri. And when Shakiri's been in, I know you hate his hamstrings like everyone else does. <laughs> they, I don't hate here. his hamstrings. You just can't rely on them. I know. I'm just saying. They, they can go up a bit. They can't go down much more. Fingers crossed. Fair We're enough. rooting for you, Mark Hughes. Swansea one, Leicester two. Elfie Mawson can't overcome a Federico Fernandez own goal and an Okazaki 
uh, goal uh, winner, really. Uh, before this match, or yeah, before this match was played, Craig Shakespeare was sacked as well. Another manager firing. Riyad Mahrez, two assists. Yes. Everyone plugging him as back in form. Let him rot. He went 5-11 and 11 <laughs> back-to-back in the first two matches. Then he went a bunch of twos and a one. And now he's back with a 8-10 and 10 back-to-back. But you know what? Don't you feel like he should get something? Because he dedicated the win afterwards to Craig Shakespeare. Ooh. You know what he said? What? He said uh, he was our manager and everyone loved him at the club. It was a surprise for us. But we have to try to honor the club because the most important thing is the club. We played good today and we deserve to win. It was a difficult week for us, as everyone knows. Oh, well, is, that, isn't he the team guy after but, well, he's been trying to le- leave for two years? But that tells you, too, why they started playing so well when Rainieri was sacked last year and Shakespeare took over, right? And it just makes total sense. I do think they made a mistake in firing Craig Shakespeare. There's no, there's no doubt about that in my mind. I know they're trying to go after Sean Dyche at this point. It doesn't matter. They made a mistake in letting him go. Regardless of how you look at Lester's results, they liked their manager. Yeah. There's a difference between Shakespeare at Leicester and and Kuman at Everton. Yes, very. But but why why would Dyche Burnley and Leicester is the same level? Well, job. Dave, let's get to a segment we like to call. Let's check in on the current odds on favorites to land the Leicester City manager job. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> we got to work on our titles. New favorites, new favorite for the job based on current odds. Yeah, Claude Puel. Oh boy, way to doom yourself to doomness. <laughs> Why would you want him? That doesn't make any sense. The old favorite, Manuel Pellegrini. Now that makes a lot of sense to me. You want to know uh, the the other names? You can probably guess some of the other names. It'd be all the common names. Sam Allardyce. Sam Allardyce is in sure. there. It rhymes with Bargu. Pardue. <laughs> Mostly Ross. Alan Pardue. Alan Pardue. Uh, Ryan Giggs was on the list. Huh. I'd like to see Giggs get something. Sean Dice. I'd like to see Giggs Sean get Dice a gig. On the list. Yeah, sure. But that's just odds. I mean, those sure. are odds. But those are names that have come up. So, heck, I, why not yeah. add Ronald Koeman and Mark Hughes to the list? Look, let's, get, let's get everybody on there. Look, let's just go here. Is there anyone in fantasy worth talking about in this match? Uh, I don't know. We need to. We should probably check in on what. Javier Vardarito thinks about this. I'm me- I'm meshing his name with Chicharito. Javier, <laughs> look, it's just because I had a J. <laughs> what in the world? Jamie Vardy it. had goals in three straight, and now has no goals in, in a while. three straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how about this? You want this for? He could this be for, due. You he want this for due. stats? Okazaki had one more shot than him three shots he had the same number of shots on target which was two he had the same number of key passes two he had one more touch inside the 18 yard box they had he had six touches in the 18 yard box and he had a shot in and a touch inside the six yard box box to vardy zero okazaki played like 67 minutes he sure was active compared to I'm Vardarito. just saying. It seems like he always is when he plays. Yeah, he is. I'm just saying. I mean, is Vardy still the top of the second tier of strikers? It gets. It's gotten awful cloudy. I feel like on the uh, on the surface, I'd say yes, but I don't know. I feel like he's kind of gone to the beach the last. I mean, couple everybody of weeks. sold Firmino to get Vardy weeks ago, 
it's it's and one it's of been, those things. And it's been a wash. Like again, I have to say, I keep preaching patience on every episode we record, and I know that it gets harder and harder the longer I do it. But you really have to look and say, over the course of the season, is it really going to make that much of a difference if I keep Firmino all year or Vardy all year? Mm. Whereas if I try to bounce back and forth between the two when one's down and I think the other one might be good enough to, to own, what I'm doing is I'm really missing out on the good weeks because I'm bailing after a couple of bad weeks. Stick with what you have. Vardy is one of those guys. Let him be your second striker. I don't care what his points are right now or what they've been. Over At the end of the year, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. He can be your second striker and you can be fine. If he's your third striker... Why would you sell him? Yeah. Sorry, I just, I don't understand this idea. Like, I get one free transfer a week. I should have about 10 spots on my roster out of the 15 that are just set. And I should have a rotating door on those last five to replenish myself for injuries and for that last guy in my lineup and my bench. That really should be all that I am uh, that I am changing at this point. That really should be. Yeah. If I'm changing more than that, I'm probably not doing so well at the bottom of the table, and I need to really take a look at my strategy. I think he's talking to you, Dave. Well, I listen, I have a few guys that are going to be st- – my strikers are not changing unless one of them gets injured. I mean, that's how I have with my draft league. I'm, I'm okay with my defenders. I love my front three. Sure. All I'm looking for every week is what kind of steal can I get in the midfield yeah. on waivers yeah. or, or, you know, yeah, sure. available. Yeah. By – by Riyad Mahrez. Uh The defense here, I mean, it's disappointing all around. I mean, you got to still, I, in that same vein, I think he would be comfortable still just holding on to Harry Maguire. Why Honestly, though? Federico Fernandez hasn't been terrible. He's one of those guys, yeah. like most of those center backs that, you know, in, in low-scoring games or, or clean sheets end up getting all the clearances and blocks and headers and stuff like that. Naughton's been great, too, most of the season, so... Yeah. I mean, just kind of stick with those guys. All all nice lower dollar matchup dependent guys. Southampton won, West Brom nil. The Premier League stumbling to the finish with a 12.30 slash 5.30 p.m. match that featured a lone goal from Sofian Buffal, which, to his credit, was a nice, well-worked goal. goal. Yeah. But what a, what a bog of a game. <laughs> Clean sheet for your Saints defender if you still have one. In a segment we like to call, Maya Yoshida continues to be Southampton's best player. Yep. There he goes again. Two more bonus points. Two more bonus points. This is so stupid. Yoshida's last five games. Eight, two, eight, one, eight. He had three shots. Do you know why that's significant? Because it was tied for the most on the team. He took. He was tied for the most shots on the team. Yes, with and that's yeah. in a match where all three of their strikers played. He tied for the most shots with Gabbiadini and Dusan Tadic. He had an interception, ten clearances, a block, and won five aerial duels. On top of that, wow. that's the reason why he had two bonus points. Sure, I know Van Dyke got three. Van Dyke was the was the was the top bonus point scorer here. Right. But how many people? had have how many people have him how many people are rushing to get virgil van dyke so next week southampton plays at brighton but the following week they play burnley at home that's when yoshida is going to score his next eight 
So I would put him in then. <laughs> I don't know what you do with West Brom. I honestly don't. No, if you're owning a West Brom player, period, then you're just dumb. Ben Foster had a knee injury midweek that reportedly happened while he was playing in his backyard with his son. Well, of course, and that stuff can happen. Sure. If only we had a Phil Jones protocol. He only he protocol. ended up playing. I mean, I, Ben Foster, whatever. I mean, he's he's been. He, we know what he can do, but, but they just. I mean, their their schedule we know is difficult. This is not a good time to have West Brom, and they can't score goals. Nope. They're not scoring goals. Nope. And then Johnny Evans and Craig Dawson, injury roundup, both left with injuries. Johnny Evans, a groin injury. Craig Dawson, a knee injury, respectively, those two guys together. The Belfast Telegraph says it shouldn't be too serious on Johnny Evans, but Craig Dawson is definitely, he's already been ruled out against Manchester City. Yeah. Uh, reports are no long-term damage to his knee, but, yeah. I mean, this, what are you going to, what, what what is this? Alan Neom's back in the starting lineup, probably. Yeah. I mean, there's do, no one, Do you trust Kieran no Gibbs? You want Kieran Gibbs back in no, your defense for West no, Brom? No, 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 no. I mean, Hagazi, get him out of there. This week, I think I'm finally getting him out this week. I've been waiting, Scott. I've been patient with my transfers. I think I'm finally going to get him out this week. Get him out. I mean, we got to most of the injuries, but I, I would say that it, Burnley might have striker issues. Uh, Sam Vokes was left out of the squad this past week against City due to an abdominal, well, a groin strain. Mm. It wasn't discussed prior to the game, of course. Um shouldn't be a he should still be okay but chris wood only made it 20 minutes before he left with a hamstring injury so new zealand and burnley are sweating that one yeah. there's still no no uh no update on any scans or how serious it is so in walks ashley barnes yeah probably yeah okay. not ideal for them sure um i think that's it i really i mean really i think we covered anybody else that had an injury during the matches well, that got us to the end of our pod. We definitely did not keep it underneath the hour time limit I was hoping for. Scott, you win again. <laughs> hey, uh, Scott, where can people find us? FantasySoccerFC.com. <laughs> yep. At FantasySoccerFC on Twitter. Yes. Also that. And, hey, when you listen to us, give us a good rating. If you're still listening to us now, click over and give us a good rating on, on iTunes. That'd be fantastic. Hey, listen, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>